Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. It's nice to be on after three points and Rangers don't ruin the weekend. So, a lot to talk about as always, starting with Colin. How are you, Colin? It's been a while, mate. It's been a while. It's been a while, Mason. It's been a while and... Um... You know what, I'm just absolutely delighted we've gone on a national break. I don't think the listeners would have heard me say that too often, but two weeks after Rangers, it's like it's like two weeks in Mexico, mate. It's, I can't wait. <laughs> it, honestly, I was counting down that clock today till the international break. That's how, that's how bad it's been. It's shocking, isn't it? But also, we've got Shona. How are you, Shona? Well, I'm feeling a lot better today. That's all I'm saying. So I've had, um, as I said, for being a Scotland fan for... The rugby didn't go down too well, did it? So, uh, look, today was a lot better, and I'm sure we've got plenty to talk about. Also, we've got a class from the Rangers fans with that banner, none, no political nonsense. So, look, I think the fans were just showing exactly what how they're feeling at the moment, and uh, look, that's that's what it's all about. So, I thought today we we're a lot better, and we've got a lot more to talk about. So, uh, we shall see from there. Yeah, we, we shall. Um, and as always, get your comments. Make sure you like and subscribe as well. And also, we've got Scott. How are you, Scott? Hi, not bad, Mason, yourself? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Good stuff, pal. Good stuff. Nice one. Colin, let's um, let's skip over Thursday night because uh, that was an absolute disaster. We want to try and try and start on a, on a positive note. So we go straight into the, to the game today. Um, first, I'll start with a with a lineup. Um, all week, well, since Thursday night, everyone's been saying the young boys need to come in. Um, and, you know, expecting five or six to to, to come in, which was never going to happen. Um, let's be honest. But I think the positive today, we we did see at least one in there in Zach Lovelace. But would you surprise not to see sort of maybe one or two changes in that in that starting eleven? Um. Um, I'll probably answer that too. Parts so I wasn't surprised that there was more young players in. I mean, I think Rangers fans have been crying out for when the team's playing poorly to bring in young players. Like ever since fucking Bob Davidson was breaking through the ranks uh, twenty odd years ago, every year we just say, oh, the youth can't be any worse." But um, <laughs> you kind of just feel the loving young players. I I was surprised to see maybe. The same, well, you know, th- three out of that back four. Um, I'm sure we'll come in the individual players. Um, I don't think we could have dropped all of them, but I would have thought Red Van Yilmaz or Dujon Sterling would have maybe have come into the fold. Um, so at the same time, Steve Davis is interim manager, he doesn't want to shake the boat too much. Um, he's only in for two games. It's, I don't know, is it a path of least resistance for him just to? You know, tie with the, I don't want to say the, the tied and tested, maybe the tied and failed, but, you know, like the, probably the, the main 11. So I wasn't too surprised to not see many changes. Yeah, Shona, I was I was quite surprised to see, yeah, I was happy to see it, but see uh, John Suga in the starting uh, 11 today. Um, I thought he had a really good game, by the way, which we'll, we'll come onto as well. But just to finish off there, what Colin was saying about the back four, uh, Yilmaz was on the bench, obviously you still got Sterling there that still hasn't really had a lot of football, but, you know, was, was you surprised to, to only see one change from a defence, you know, Thursday night that looked shaky from, from the start of the game? Not really, no. I actually thought he would probably go with the same defence. I think what Stephen Davis is trying to do is just trying to get us back to basics. I think what he's trying to do is trying to solidify the same defence. I think going forward... We'd hopefully see different changes, but you're not going to drop your captain on the right-hand side for Dijon Sterling at this moment in time, especially the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks. I do agree. I think Dijon should probably get his chance, but maybe at this moment in time, Stephen Davis just wants to stick with the tried and tested and trying to get something out of these players and just go back to the, the basics of the, the kind of like more like a 4-3-3, using the width quite a lot. I think that the biggest size for me was probably not even Lovelace because Scott Wright wasn't going to be in the squad. He was suspended. And the only person that's going to offer you width in that team would have been that Lovelace. So there's nobody else that's going to give you that width. So I wasn't really too surprised. It was nice surprise to see Lovelace, but I wasn't so surprised because I felt as if that's exactly what Stephen Davis wanted to do, was solidify the defence and try and use the width in attack. And I think that worked pretty well. I thought when Lovelace came on, unfortunate for his injury, Lovelace is so wee boy. I mean, I think he was greeting when he went down. But you know, for me, I think uh, for the defence reasons, I was more surprised it actually Suter had started. 
I just thought that uh, we would go back with the, the same back four. So, you know, for me, I thought um, Real Madrid was probably lacking probably in a wee bit of fitness. I know he's been out injured, but that would probably be for me. But no, for me, I think uh, Sucha was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, it definitely was. And Scott, um, I mean, I'm sort of looking here at the point through the game. I thought that St Mirren started quite well. Um, and then I thought we got a grip. But but the, the you know the changing point in the whole game for me was Zach Lovelace, great little bit of play. You know, I think he twists his man two or three times and, and fizzes one across. Um, and then obviously the handball, which at the time I didn't, you know, I don't, I'd be surprised if anyone sort of see it, see it live. That I didn't see a handball, but Ruth's uh, reaction was quite telling. Um, and, and once you see sort of players react like that, you think, you know, there's a good chance. And uh, yeah, well, just for me, why did it take sort of so long? Uh, I think from first viewing, you could see it was handball, but Nick Walsh, even when he looked at it on the screen, he, he looked at it for about two minutes. Aye, I know. Aye, there's, there's absolutely no suspicions about that penalty at all. It was a clear penalty and a red card. Um, I thought St Mum were, were in the match straight up until that point. Um, I thought kind of the only creativity we were getting was doing the right hand side through Lovelace. We seem to just give him the ball. And as I've said on previous podcasts, it's just a case of skinning somebody. <laughs> it's just a case of beating a man. And Lovelace done that, and he's won as a penalty and a red card. It's as easy as that. I'm um, really want the young boys to get a run of games now. I hope whoever comes in as a manager is up for promoting youth. If they like playing a bit of pace, then it's only youth they've really got to go forward with. Because we've not really got any pace left in the squad, Balsima. Um, bye. Good steady performance. Um, it was comfortable when, when they went down to 10 men, I thought. Um, I didn't really think there was much in a game. Once they get down to 10 men, we go a goal up. It was just kind of... Um, it was just a, a formality, really, wasn't it? Um, so, I good three points. It was good to see young McCausland and Lovelace get, get, get a bit of game time. That, that was the only blow, Colin, obviously Lovelace, um, going off injured not, not long after that. And as I said, I thought he started the game really well. Um, for someone that's only 17, he's, he's quick, he's strong. Um, and, and I think it's just frustrating that, that we've seen a lot of Lammers, a lot of Dessas this season. And, and because of the money, but I sort of look at it and think, well, Lovelace has done more um, in, in 25 minutes today than we've seen from both Sam, Sam Lammers and Dessas in you know, in their time, for me anyway, um, and, and more suited, more direct. Um, so, that, so that was a blow, him going off. But then Ross McClellan come on and, and I thought he was he was equally just as good as well. Plays with no fear. And, and the, the biggest thing I like uh, about Ross McClellan was every time he got the ball, we tried to play forward. And, and there was a couple of times it didn't come off, but there was there was a couple of times where it was just, you know, one round the corner. And, and that's what you get with younger players. They just play with, with no fear. Aye, um, you've hit the nail on the head there, Mason, the, the lack of fear coming through, for, you know, even extend that to the likes of Bailey Rice, um, who, when he's played so far this season, um, you know, that doesn't last forever, that youthful optimism or naivety or fearlessness, whatever you want to call it, um, the, the more you do suffer setbacks at first team football, the more you're likely to maybe experience nerves from time to time, but um, they've They've done themselves no harm. Um, the likes of Lovelace and Ross McCausland, just on Lovelace, um, people have been talking about getting him into the starting lineup since he joined. And uh, I think it might be a bit of an eye opener today, um, just having him on the wide right, because everybody was saying he was a long term replacement for Morelos or play him instead of Dessers. It doesn't very, very rarely play through the middle for the B team. Um, like we've seen him maybe either side of Tony Weston last season before he moved on. Um, he's like he has played a couple of times through the middle, but it has been on the wings, um, using that raw power. He has he's he's comfortable on the ball, he's big, he's got a good you know, he, he's got that low centre of gravity and can use his arse to shield it, um, particularly at the B team level, and he's just quick off the mark as well. But again, having having the courage to go and try something, um, that's where a lot of our chances came from. Obviously, we spoke about the penalty, um, but it, we were we were quite dangerous doing that right hand side. I don't know if you've seen the stat during the game. Um, I think maybe thirty minutes in that sixty percent of the game was played doing Rangers right with Tavernier and Lovelace linking up, and hopefully, hopefully. Lovelace and McCausland have coming on and having an impact. That 
that sets a marker down for the young boys to say, no, what, no, I can't take my chance. And as Scott said, for the, the manager club, next manager coming in, he show we've got a lot of talent in the B team. Yeah, and it, as I said, we see that straight away from, from both of them. And even on Thursday night with McClosland, I think he was on the pitch for 30 seconds and he plays a, a really good ball in, into into Dessas and, and we nearly score. It's just, you know, frustration for me is we've seen Scott Rapp for, what, two, two and a half, three years, and we know what he can do. And it's, it's not a lot. So these boys should have been in long, long before showing up. Um, I, th- I think Colin made a really good point there about Tavernier looked a lot more comfortable today with, with Lovelace. Uh, there, I thought in that first half hour, that they combined quite well at times. Um, but it was the the, the, the chance that when McCloslin come on, where he, he flicks it around the corner and Raskin misses a great chance. He for me has to score there. That that's, that should be game over there at two 0 And my big that's been one of my biggest frustrations with with Raskin when he's got in them positions. He's finishing. He's really really poor. Maybe that is just just confidence, but. Um, we need, you know, goals from midfield, and, and that was one that should have really killed the game that right then. Yeah, like if we put it to the left or the right hand side, anywhere else, it's going in the back of that net. To put it right, the goalkeeper. To be fair to the goalkeeper, I think he made quite a few decent saves today. I think he's had a pretty good season so far, but there's there's no uh, there's no excuse for that one, is there? Do you know that way? So, and I think uh, McClausen would have been gutted that he never got his first assist as well. So. Like um, I think they bought the young boys that like I think you were absolutely spot on then um, Mason and and Colin. I think the young boys when they came on, what a difference! And it just shows you. I think at the moment, from looking at what we we're playing today, it looked very nervous, like as if the, the guys were trying not to do make mistakes. That was the thing, and it was made our made our, our uh, build up play made everything so much more slower because they were so scared to not make a mistake, not to concede that goal. And I think that's what you find that that Tavernier was having. A lot, obviously, I think it was obviously down at the red card as well. And then being down in the um, was it uh, ten men? It obviously made a lot more space for Tav. But I thought when Tav and Lovelace were going down that right hand side, they were just as if they had a bit more freedom about them. It wasn't that much as, as if the pressure was kind of off. But look, um, I thought when uh, after the Nico Raskin thing, I thought to myself, I thought, well, here we go again. But no, actually, to be fair to the guys, I think uh, the three 0 win was probably not what we expected, guys. I was really going into this game thinking, oh no, but my, my prediction was 3-1. I was just thinking to myself, oh God. And uh, like I said to you guys, I think that's the first time we've had eight shots on target, 13 shots in total. So the stats look good from that game. It's just now about building it forward. But for me, I think the, the two young players play with no fear. They've got nothing to fear. Whereas I think the guys that are in that Rangers team, the more experienced ones, were a wee bit kind of thinking to themselves, look, we just need to get right back to basics here. And that's why I think the build-up play was far too slow. But it was all because they just did not want to make a mistake. And that's when we saw so many passes getting passed from the, the midfield into the back. Uh, I don't know what anyone else thought, but that's what, that's what um, my kind of overall view of it was. Scott, I definitely agree with, with Shona in terms of the build-up play. Um, and that, that leads me on that to that, that second half. Until we get the second goal, it's just everything's played in front of Samir. And even with 10 men, we don't really move them. Um, it's, it's from left-back into midfield out to right and then back again. Um, and, and look, I don't want to pick him out because I think I have in, in previous pods, I, I know Davey T always does in every pod, but but John Lundstrom for me, um, I will give him credit today off the ball compared to what I see on Thursday night. I thought he did recover a lot of second balls in, in that second half, but but on it, he's so slow to, to, to move the ball. And that's one of our, our biggest issues as, as a team. But when we've got our main sort of number four sitting in front of that back four, taking too many touches and, and not playing quickly. I think that it is so easy to play against, but it, it also makes it tedious for us to, to watch. I don't think, looking at John Lundstrom, playing for Rangers suits him. That might sound a bit daft, but he looks more like a box-to-box player for me. He looks When he played for C that season, he played for Sheffield United in the Premier League. Sheffield United were camped in most day, most day time, um, hitting people on a break, and Lundstrom had some engine on him that year. Some engine getting up and doing the park. That's why I initially got excited about him signing. But in terms of asking the guy to sit in front of a back four and spray passes everywhere, he can't do it. It's one of the simplest jobs in football, and he can't do it. He's just, he's, he, to me, he's, he's not of a Rangers standard and he shouldn't be playing. But injuries and stuff are telling us just now that he's got it. Um, personally, I would have started with the with young boy Bailey Rice today in that position and gave him a good 90 minutes. Bill was. Was talking about before he was sacked, um, 
So I'm really hoping that something's going to come forward when a new manager comes in and I don't see John Lundstrom in the Rangers jersey again because, to be brutally honest, I've seen flashes yet. I've seen the odd good game, but he's not consistent enough to be a Rangers player. You could you could bring in uh, other players in the team into that category, like a Tavernier and Golton, but Tavernier and Golton, like Tav scores two goals today. That kind of bails him out and keep, shuts everybody up for half an hour. Same with Golton. Golton will come away with a, a decent game, like one, one, one every, maybe one every two matches. Um, that's it's don't a matter of opinion whether they should be playing for Rangers or not. But John Lundstrom is just no Rangers quality for me, and they shouldn't, especially playing the number six role. Playing against teams with a low block doesn't suit the guy because there's just nothing he can do. He'll just run into. He's just a runner. He'll run into people all day. Um, so I, in terms of passing the ball about the back, it's. It's been a theme of a, a football for Stevie G took over really in it. That's what we've been used to for five years. But at least under Stevie G, it was like a well-oiled machine. The team moved from one side to the other together. And they were solid and compact and neat on the ball. They knew when to speed up and when not to speed up. We're not seeing that anymore. Um, but it's getting that bad that we're relying on young boys to come in and create a bit of a spark that we've had today for lovely today. And good. If that's what it takes, good. Because... A transfer window in the summer is just, it's really come back to bite his ass, can be all that control over budget and stuff. Um, I was kind of hoping to see, I'm probably going to get slated in the comments for this, but I was kind of, I like James Tavernier, right? I, I like him as a footballer. I don't like him as a right back for Rangers FC. He's far, he's too much a calamity for me at right back. He needs to be moved further forward up the pitch. You see his second goal with him when he's in centre mid. Seen the goals he can score. He can I've got no doubt a guy could dictate a play. He's a defender betrayed, he could probably throw in a tackle. He can spray passes. It can it can be box to box. I think with the age and stages at he's curious, he needs to be moved further forward, either right wing or and it's in and mid for me. Um and I think Sterling needs Sterling needs a shot at right back because we're losing too many goals on that side. And it's saying that we've got most clean sheets in the league this season. Um, but we're losing too many goals to the right hand side because of the way Tav's asked to play. And Sterling's already says he's maybe a defensive fullback. I'd like to see, I'd love to have seen Ridvan on at left back today for the initial fact that I think Ridvan's just a better player than Bonner. I put it in the chat today. You seen how how long it was taking Bonner to walk across the pitch to take a corner? <laughs> it's, it's one thing I need I need the new manager to fix this because it's it's really drilling in my sanity. It's, Tavernier and Bonner have got to take throw-ins, they've got to take free kicks, they've got to take corners. There was one of the... Todd Cantwell done an interview, and it was like, say it was a crossbar challenge or something, I can't remember what show it was in. And he, somebody says to him, do you fancy having a shot at a free kick? And he says, aye, but Tav's been there for 10 years. That's a lot of shite, that needs to go. It needs to go, I don't care how long James Tavernier's been playing there, if he's captain or not. He shouldn't get to dictate what needs to happen is what's best for the team. And right now, they too... Fucking taking a hundred, taking a uh, hundred year to get up to a throw in and up to a corner to take it isn't good enough. It's one of the things I'm hoping if we get Muscat in, that's all going to stop because they're not quick enough. They're not quick enough for how for the speed that we're going to play it. Um, ah, yeah, it's, sorry if I'm going off topic a bit, but that's my no, bit. It's quite a, quite a lot to, to get in there, and I definitely you know agree, agree with a lot. And in terms of you know starting with Lundstrom and saying could Bailey Rice go in and do that job. Absolutely. I think that's one of the easiest jobs to go and do that, especially against 10 men. And it is going to take, you know, we will come on to, to the new manager talk, but it is going to take a new manager to be brave and a lot braver than the last few managers to go in and, and, and weed some of these players out that have been here a while. Because it, need, it needs it. It's, it's clear. We, we, we all said it on Thursday night and a, and a 3 nil win today, and so really isn't going to change it. But Colin, on, on the second goal today, I thought that was one of the, you know, Good parts of today's game. It was the, the first time I counted where someone run behind, uh, beyond the strikers, uh, which which was important. I think it was uh, Raskin run beyond the strikers, and then it moved Sumerian all over the place. And we don't do that enough. I especially didn't see it enough from Sipuentes today as well. I thought he was very sort of central and didn't really doesn't really you know drive drive forward. But Raskin done it. Great ball, and then a really good finish from Simmer. And to be honest, Simmer's record so far. You know, you can't really knock it. I think that's six goals in in seven or eight games, I think. So, 
the numbers are there and he, he takes it really well and then that's you know that's game over it was a really well worked goal. It really was um, lovely ball across, and I, I think you know Scott made so many good points here, and I agree with him. And but I, I think I probably you know I'll, I'll probably take Scott's points and run with it for the second goal as well. Rangers' biggest issue is creativity and all the right places. Like he's so right where we talk about we rely on James Tavernier as a playmaker. How many how many teams across world football? have the playmaker on the right hand side of the defence and no in the middle of the park and you know because we don't have that middle of the front we are relying on it and then we're sacrificing um, the right hand side of the defence and if you look at the midfield options I, we do need something different in there um, I, I don't I don't know if I quite agree that the number six is the easiest easiest place uh, to play in the park. I think you need to be very good at it, off the ball, um, which we probably don't have. We need somebody like Kevin Thompson. I always make the, the point that Kevin Thompson, off the ball, he used to be able to mark two players at one time, whereas other players would you know, would need to go man for man. That's probably what we need. Um, Bailey Busquets might turn into that player, but right now, uh, jury's still out. But kind of moves me on to the point of the midfield and Nico Ration. Nico Ration played with a lot more freedom today. So has he got to be this playmaker, the dynamic box to box number eight? I don't know yet, but I think he looked much better, much more comfortable today than he did the deep line playmaker. Um the the Steve Davis role if if you like um he probably doesn't have the range of passing that Steve Davis had. So he's got a good engine on him. Have him running up and doing have him going beyond and then that's a massive part of how we how we got that goal today. Um with the midfield just doing something a wee bit different. Um well, as for Seema, you know, he, he did something different as well. Um he's 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 not got any shape criticism. Everybody's like due criticism over the last few games, but he is probably one here. Um you know, our glimmers of hope. Um, he's he's really really has hit the ground running. When we look at him, was he a replacement for Kent or Sakala? He's probably added more for um, starting positions than both of them combined. I know Sakala had a lot of goals from the bench, but he, he probably does um, contribute much more over a ninety minute period than both of them combined. So that's probably I may be clutching the straws here, but he's probably a positive. The only Kent under. Um, undertone of that is we've only got him for a season. Um, but no, a very well worked goal. Sorry, I went on a wee tangent there as well, mate. No, 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 all good. As I said, there's a, there's a lot to, to, to pick through. Um, Shona, um, just sort of to sum up what, what Scott and, and Colin said there, um, there, there was a lot, um, sort of in there. We're comfortable at 2 0, we, we you know, we go and get the third, and it's an absolute crack up from, from Tavernier, um, which he, he can do this. Look. You know, he's took a lot of criticism and rightly so. His performances have been way below par. And I think this is one of the most frustrating things with having here because we know he's got that, you know, in them areas. If we get him in certain positions, he can he can produce, you know, a bit of quality. It's just, he just doesn't, he doesn't grab the games by the scruff of the neck and, enough. And I know, I know that is from fullback, but um, look, you can't, I thought he was, he was, he wasn't, you know, it'd be, it'd be really hard to say he was poor today. I thought he was, he was better. Um, and obviously got the two goals, but the, the, the third goal was, was a screamer. Oh, it was an absolute stunner, wasn't it? I didn't even expect it. It was one of those ones that just came right out of the bin, uh, thought went into the top bin. So, look, no, I thought actually Tav had a decent game today. I, overall, I think what, it, what what I've got from the game is that we didn't play the ball well, we didn't play it fast enough, but see, when we did that one-touch football, we scored a goal from it. So we, we got it in us to do it. I just felt as if today... It was more a case of we didn't want to make a mistake. And that's why it was the build-up was so slow because all the, there were so many passes. I honestly can't even tell you the amount of passes that must have been in that game between the midfield and the defence. There were so many. But what that meant was that the players then had the ability then to think about what they were going to do. And that's why, why I felt as if that, that's why we ended up scoring quite decent goals today. I do feel as if that one-touch finish with Seema in the right place at the right time. I think his stats have been absolutely brilliant. So far, and then obviously with the Tavernier goal at the end, I thought as well we could have had maybe one or two shots on target. I think Tav started off with a shot and it came back to him. So, look, I actually thought today, I thought even the amount of free kicks that were getting outside the box, I took a wee stat from earlier on, that that's the first time that St Mirren have not had a shot on target this season, or not even since the 2nd of January when they last had a shot on target against Kelly. 
So look, we've got we've got some positives to take from today. Like we had more shots on target, we created more chances. But the thing is, it's just our build-up play, and that's something that we need to work on. But I purely think that that the reason why our build-up play today was so so slow was because we're so, too scared to make an error, and that was a problem when we're out of possession. That's the, the amount of times that we've been caught out of possession, um, and it's led to uh, them scoring another goal. And you know what happens every time that we get a goal conceded against us, we absolutely crumble. There's something I don't know what it is with the mentality of this team. We absolutely crumble. So I felt today was it was very, very passive. But I felt today it was just probably more down to the fact of lack of nerves uh, within the team because they just did not want to make a mistake and get those fans right on their back again. But no, I thought overall, I thought Tavernier's goal was an absolute belter. Absolute belter. So um, no, fair play to him, I think now. I think what's his stats now? He scored 97 with his right foot, three with his left, seven with his head. Outside the box, he scored 21, including obviously today. 14 free kicks and 54 penalties so far. So, look, I can understand what Scott's saying. I think um, when Tav's out of form, you need to drop him. I think that's the best thing to do. I don't think putting further up the park. I think he's a right back and that, that's that's it for me. I don't think we're going to change our midfield just to suit Tav at this, at this age. What's Tav got maybe about two or three years left at Rangers? I just can't see him going into midfield at this moment in time, but that's just down to opinion. That's maybe see? one that I might disagree with, with Scott. <laughs> See, in that point, I don't think it's to suit James Tavney. I think it's to suit Rangers. We need some creativity in there, so I, exactly. I think... Put him in Safuentes' position. Drop Safuentes and stick him in there. It's perfect. Ready-made for it. I agree. I agree. Well, I do think the, the full-backs has been one of the biggest issues for us, though, in terms of the way that we've used them since Gerrard. I think that season we won the league, the, the way that we're still trying to do that now, and we've got Tavernier that's 32, Barisic that's what, 30, 31. And they just can't play like that anymore. So if it is, if Tavernier is here to stay, I'm not sure if he's got two, three or years, three more years here. Um, he, he does elsewhere. I'll, I'll be I'll be surprised if he's here next season the way the way that the way that he's going personally. Um that might change under a new manager, but I just think that the support, especially if we're not successful. The supporters, uh, 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 you know, that that might be one that, that, that could change under a new manager. But but Scott, uh, uh, you know, to, to try and you know, as I say, be be more positive. I think John Suba was a big big positive for us today um, because the way that he brings the ball out, the defence. Uh, for me, if I'm if you're saying to me you've got one centre half that you want to keep, John Suba all day for me because I think that he's been a little bit harshly treated. Um, you know, being dropped, um, I think Goldson should have been the one that, that probably was out the two, if, if I'm being honest. But he's come in and, and hopefully that he can kick in that kick on now and under a new manager, he can play in his best position as well because it is right side of centre half. Let's let's not forget that. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um I think part of the problem with Suter is playing in that left side of defence, which to me is I don't know. I mean, the way I was brought up, you just if you played centre back, you played any side. It didn't matter what, what side you played at. Do you know what I mean? A bit balance or a bit in else. I mean, if you're a centre half, you should be able to play. And it's it's like basically a spot of grass, isn't it? It's just in a different position. I mean, it's not really much to, uh, today. He was harshly treated, but I thought Golden and Davis kept um, they kept four clean sheets. So you're not really going to bring them back into your team. I was maybe actually looking for Suter to come back in, and he played a. The number six for for Hearts every now and again. Um, I thought Suter would have done a much better job playing the six and protecting Golden and Davis. If that's the way he was going, to, if Davis was going to go that way today, to play them two at the back, um, it certainly have been a better option than fucking Lindstrom in the six. Put it that way. Uh, but no, he played a good game. Played a good game. He was fairly solid. There was no daft errors or anything like that. So, I good on him. Good on him. It, Hopefully, it is, come. It is a tough one though, isn't it? Like in terms of. You know, I know what you're saying, and, and I agree. The centre half's the centre half, but I think when I watched, especially the best game where I thought Ben Davis was excellent, and he was definitely his best ninety minutes for us. He, it does give it does give you a really good balance with that left sided player, and it's the way that you move the ball sort of quickly. Suter instead of playing that ball out to wide to Barisic, to be honest, there's no point in playing that ball because it's going to come back. But Ben Davis can do it a lot quicker because he's more natural. So um, you know that that's probably. Again, looking back at Michael Bill's recruit, recruitment, we should have brought in another left-sided centre-half. But again, that's up for a, another debate. Um, Colin, the, the last bit of the game today, I want to... Just about in there, guys, what do, you th do you think that Ben Davis is maybe more suited to European games? 
than Lincoln's? Possibly, but then I thought he looked absolutely all over the place Thursday night. I don't know. Mm. I, I, just, I don't know, to be honest. I'm not a fan. I'm not see, a fan. Owen, see Owen Davies and Suter. They both have the same problem where we have been really harsh on both of them um, over the, the past year or so. Ben Davis got fucking hounded out before the summer um, and came back in and brought a wee bit, brought something different um, uh, to the defence when John Suter was maybe having a couple of bad games. And then, you know, Ben Davis has another game and John Suter's now fucking Jesus reincarnated. Like, the, the issue is the way Rangers are they now, like, all our players are going to be up and down. Um, like to, to show this point, I do think there might be something where Ben Davis does thrive in a less physical game. Um, John Suter is uh, almost like the Braveheart type uh, centre half. Um, it's, I mean, maybe they two are the pairing. Um, I know, like we're all saying that. Like maybe it's time for Golson to take a wee shot and on the bench. It'd be interesting to see how they two complement each other. Yeah, mate. Where's Halligan? Who's Balligan? Bad, bad sign, shut up. Bad sign. <laughs> ah, he's, he's fucking out the door with Michael Beal, by the looks of it, man. Um, but, um, aye, <laughs> well, well, I'm still, I'm still over why we signed Balligan, so we'll no rehash that old wound. Colin, just, just sort of stand with you then, and I'll get, I'll get uh, Schroeder and Scotty's thoughts on this. Yeah, I just want to touch on, on Dessas again today, and I'm not, just doing it just to dig him out because he's struggling. That's a player there that's got no confidence whatsoever. He had a big opportunity today to score. I think sometimes, you know, one finish for a striker can can change. It can change everything. But he went through today and he just didn't look confident. Um, things are just not sticking with him. Um, we've got a problem we're, we're here, haven't we? I think that... You know, even Lovelace and McCloslin coming on in front of him, a half-fit Kamar Roof. What, you know, what are we going to do here? Because it's four and a half, nearly five million, you know, reported that we spent here on Dessa. So we, we need the new manager to get a, get a tune out of him because the contract is on where we're stuck with. Aye. Um... We're stuck with him. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like we pay this money, we're not going to sell him in, ja- sell him in January. Um, we're not going to spend much more money in January either. Let's be honest. We've spent a lot over the summer, um, and we're not um, we're not fucking littered with riches right now. Um, the new manager does have to get a tune, but Matt, for me, Dessers, we all spoke at length about his goal scoring record before he came. He's not an actual goal scorer. When he's um, when he's played this season, leading the line, um, he's no go. Like he, he doesn't look as if he'd try to be Christian Boyd reincarnated. Um, I think some of his best games, um, and I say best loosely, but he has put in a couple of decent, you know, moments at the beginning of the season when he played up front with Danilo. Where was it like Danilo's like when Dessers and Danilo played up front together? Dessers was in involved in like three out of the four goals um or something that we scored for their time on the pitch. He's a he's a target man. He's no he's not an out and out goal scorer. I'm I'm not trying to justify the signing by the way before MD shouts to me in the comments. But if we need to try and salvage something for this season, we need players to contribute. And I think the only way he contributes is you know as a target man or playing up front alongside somebody, whether that's the Nilo or maybe Sima through the middle. Um I think that's where we're gonna get the best for him. Um I, I I can't really see much else. I don't see him sitting ahead of the light. There's been a lot said. I don't know if you've seen like Ronald De Boer and that coming out in the paper saying he's been a confidence player in the past once he gets his confidence. I don't see him getting that back anytime soon with, with the reaction he gets for the fans. And that's not the fans' fault. Like it's his job to, you know, to inspire us. But, you know, I think we might see a bit more contribution once Danilo comes back for him. Yeah. Shona, what what's your thoughts on on Dessers? And you can put Lammers in in the same sort of you know bracket there as well. I think uh, I've struggled to see why Sam Lammers was brought to the football club. Uh, and again, Colin just mentioned it. Then Dessers, in terms of his record before before coming, is a little bit worrying. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just down to confidence with me. I think there's definitely something within Dessers. I see he runs off the ball, but he's always offside. But at least he's making those runs. 
he does get in some decent positions, but they're just straight at the goalkeeper. So, look, I think we've got to get a tune out of, out of him at some point. Um, to be fair, I, I thought today, I thought when he came on, everything was bouncing off him again. Now, as you said, if you want to build your confidence, that was the moment in time to score that goal, wasn't it? And get the fans. It was in the it was in the the, the Rangers end, so that would have made the fans go wild in that Rangers end. Obviously, it would have been massive for his confidence. Um, you can see he's just taken far too many touches, even midweek. I think he had an opportunity to shoot. Again, he takes another touch. But see, to be honest with you, I actually think he contributed more in the game than what Ruth did all the game. And that's saying something. I thought Ruth was absolutely shocking all game. I don't even think Ruth had as many touches as what Dessers did, and Dessers was only on for, I think, the best part of 20 minutes, so um, half an hour or so. Look, um, for me, I don't think uh, Dessers is having a great start to his Rangers career, and I agree with Paul, and I think he needs to play off somebody. Or what he needs to do is not have balls come right into him. He needs to play, obviously, either behind the, the last defender with balls going through one-on-one, -on -one, uh, like today what we saw. Um, but when he gets the ball hold up, when he tries his hold-up play is absolutely horrendous as well. So for me, I just think we're playing the right, the wrong kind of. He's playing in the wrong kind of position for me. I think um, he's been used to obviously with, with us having Morelos, and he has to be this guy that kind of holds up the ball. That's just not his type of type of style of play. I just don't think at all. But like that's just my opinion. Um, we do have to get a, a tune out of these players, especially the likes of Lammers. If not, what I'd be doing with the new manager, I'd be finding out exactly between Lammers and Cantwell. Who is your number ten for that role and keep them in that that number ten role because when we had Campbell in that number ten role, we were scoring a lot more and creating a lot more goals. So look, that's up to the new manager that obviously looks like it's going to get announced tomorrow. So uh, we'll wait and see who that guy is. Scott, there is a lot of rumours going around sort of as we come on live tonight that the new manager will be announced tomorrow. Um Listen, it may be the case if it is the board that have done well to, to do it that quickly and keep it very quiet without anyone knowing exactly who it is. But, um, you know, as I said, that's that's all rumours at, at the moment. But who's your pick for for the next, you know, manager? The names, you've obviously got Muscat, uh, Clement, uh, Nutson. Um, Lampard was ruled out on Friday, and I think we was all in relief at that uh, late Friday night. We've, Enjoy the weekend, um, but yeah, what, what's your thoughts on? On uh, you know, I, I'd be surprised if it if if we you know we, we Steve Davis is still in charge by the time of the, the next game. That, that's for sure. Mason, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, touch upon a point about Dessers first. The yeah, only way that guy, the only way that guy contributes is if he's sitting in the fucking stands. He's not good <laughs> enough to be a Rangers player. He's no mobile. He doesn't move centre halves. He doesn't win headers. He moans when he's offside. Couldn't, he couldn't have had a coup's arse with a banjo. He's effing hopeless. The guy is up. I'd rather have Bob Malcolm for early 2000s up front than that guy. Because at least Bob Malcolm would win a ball in the air. Dessers just is not Rangers class. This is what I was saying about Lundstrom earlier on. Dessers just isn't Rangers quality. And I can't see a way of putting him in. A, a new manager can't come in and have to play two up front to suit him. He's got to suit the team. And why he was brought in the first place, it's fucking beyond me. It's absolutely beyond me. He's not good enough. He's not Rangers class. Uh, Bill, but anyway. Bill, has done, Bill has done some damage. I know we've oh, touched thing. He's done some big damage. That he's left us in a bad, bad way. Big thing. In terms of, in terms of management, um, I probably want Nutson, just because I like his style of football. I like what he's done in Norway. Um, he's beat Celtic a couple of times. Um, He's a <laughs> curry saying that. Aye. No bother. <laughs> uh, He's just on the wind up tonight again, curry. Oh, hundred percent. Aye, hundred percent. Um, so, um, I would, I would like nuts and nuts has been my first choice for day dot. There's been a host of big clubs after him for a specific reason. Um, that's who I would. That's who I would like. But probably, I would have said Friday going to get musket, and I wouldn't. Have, wouldn't they be against that just because he's been the one kind of under the spotlight a bit? We've we've seen a bit of we've seen a seen a bit of his football plays. We all want to see a, a style of play. We all want to be entertained, as I said, by, by football supporters. And I think Muskets teams would give that. It would give a variety in my play, it would give pace, it would give a bit of style, we'd get three points most weeks. Um because I, I think the style of play with teams in the SPFL find hard to play against it. Um, 
so in terms of he would make probably the most sense to me but looking at it and looking at the odds and stuff tonight, it's probably going to be Clermont, who I know next to Hee Haw, but he's, he's about one manager I've not read up on, to be honest with you. So hopefully he comes in, does a trick, does a, does a job. Yeah, I, I've seen them looking at it sort of today. I was, I was listening to Heart and Hands podcast on, on Clermont and looking at, you know, he's won titles before. And I think he's recruited really well. Um, at Bruges and, and look at you know looking I think the benefits that you see Bruges are in at the moment you know Champions League I, I think they've got to the last 16 the last two years in a row which you know budget wise they I think they're a little bit higher in terms of their sort of expenditure each year but that's just because of the Champions League getting there and they're selling players they're bringing them through and selling so it, it would you know it, someone that's won titles is, is, is huge and they obviously Muscat as but I have got a slight worry about Muscat as well Um in terms of he is sounds like he's 100 miles an hour which is which is all well and good but this is a ranger squad that can't play like that right now um so that would be interesting and and, and if he wants to wait to december and i don't care what rangers man, what person it is if, if anyone says they want to wait to december they're not for us we need someone to go and get this sorted out now because um we know our trophy record is close to, to going we, we we can't afford to waste any more time it needs someone needs to come in now colin have you done any research on these managers i know, I know the list isn't the most um sort of it, it, do you know what though i said the other day if man united sacked Ten Hag tomorrow their list wouldn't be that exciting i think that is just football managers there just isn't the old school manager there was back in the day. I keep hearing this word project and, you know, what style of plays he got, what's his, I, I just want to win. Do you know what I mean? We can, pour, we can win one nil every week. I do. I just want to get a Rangers team that is successful. Um, so what's, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on this? So you probably want to switch off with what I'm about to say then, Mason. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll hop back to last, last season when... I think it was me, you, Jamie and Graham were on the Premier League pod and we were talking about who was Everton going to sign and Sean Dyche was the favourite and it would because Sean Dyche could have got a tune out of the players at that point in time and keep Everton up and I made the point that it was so short-sighted because Everton will be back in the same place this time next year it's, it's not progressive, it's no long-term thinking and I still think, I know Everton got a good result at the weekend, I still think um, they're going to be able to struggle under Deitch this year. Apply that to Rangers, let's look at what we need. In a, in a blue sky scenario, we need somebody who can come in and massively turn around and get a tune out of this squad of players and do a massive overhaul of bringing better players in, bringing the youth through at the right place and, and build for your future. Rangers don't attract that level of manager who can do all of them. So for me, it's do you try and salvage this season and try and get somebody who can get a tune out of a group of fucking duds? Let's be honest, like with this squad, does needs overhaul. Do you gamble and try and get somebody who can get, you know, half a heartbeat out of this um, and try and claw back ten points? I think you need a, I think you need a very high level of caliber of a manager to do that. Or do you look for who's the best long-term solution? Um, because Knutson, I don't know if he will turn around, around this season. Uh, I really, I really like him. I really like the idea of Knutson. I don't think he turns it around this season. But um, and I, I've made the point time and time again: whoever comes in needs to get time. They need to get a couple of windows. Yes, like they, we need to see signs of progress um, throughout that short time or throughout that time that they get. That, progress within the see under Michael Bale. We need some hope to glimmer off it, but um, I'm no one for somebody to come get the tune out of these players because we know this group of players issue. Time and time again under what? That's Michael Bale, Van Bronckhorst, Gerrard. They've all down tools at certain points of time. This core of players, we do need to fucking overhaul it. Um, that's more important, the long term, the long term than just tatty half hours a season for me um i probably won't get much support in the comments but that's my tuppence worth that's what it's all about all, the, all about opinions showing up and um, what's your thoughts on the the managerial latest there's there's bits and bobs that i want to sort of 
I'll get to question that with all of you, but what you know, who do you want at the minute? And yeah, well, I, I suppose the question is, what, what what do we need from this manager? But there's there's too much. He needs to he needs to be better than Pep Guardiola <laughs> at this rate. Yeah, well, I think uh, the manager that comes in has got a massive job. But to be honest with you, we shouldn't really be in this position. I think the board should have had a director of football in by now that's been able to be able to do this in the first place. So I would honestly would be surprised if we bring in a director of football in around about the same time over this international break. I really wouldn't be surprised about it. Whether he'll have links with the likes of Clement um, or Clement, um, then look, I am all for Paul Mitchell. I think I've said this on the podcast the last time. He's obviously worked with Southampton, RB Leipzig, Spurs. He was linked with Man United to go in the summer. Um, but obviously, that, that that's that he's only going to go there when, when once there's a takeover. Can't really see that happening anytime soon. So I'm all aboard the the Clement choo-choo train at the moment. Like I like the likes of Muscat. I think Muscat plays a really nice style of football. But uh, I think, like you said, Colin, uh, sorry, Mason. I think what you said there, he relies a lot on his on his fullbacks and his wingers, and we only have one winger at the moment, and that is Sima. So. Look, I don't know if his style of play would actually suit us. And as like you said, if he's not willing to come in until after um, the league is finished, it would be Oklahoma. Because obviously his heart's not really set on it. And, and for me, I don't want that. I don't want a manager that's using us as second best. We're first best at Rangers and that's all that matters. So if Clement um, has got his heart set on Rangers, then I am over the moon with this appointment. I think his record really, really looks good. I've looked into him. Uh, he's won, obviously, the Belgian Pro League. He's won it with Club Rouge. He's won it with Genk. He's one manager of the season. He's one coach of the year. He can play different formations. Um, he's also a bit of a disciplinarian. He likes to bring through the youth. Um, and I think, obviously, for him, working with Paul Mitchell at Monaco, I think that's a really, really good stead. If we can get those two guys, honestly, guys, Paul Mitchell's going to be an absolute coup. I don't know if any of you know, but he's brought in the likes of players like Stephen Davis when he went to Southampton, likes of Hummin Song at, uh, at Spurs, and Kieran Trippier and a few others. So, uh, Look, he's very, very highly rated. Obviously, we'd have to pay a bit of money to get him, but I don't see why we can't get him in for the next 18 months. I don't think directors in football last over two to three years anyway. So, look, I'm all aboard the Clement choo-choo train at the moment, and you can forget about your Wayne, Wayne Rooney ideas coming through. Or, uh, I think uh, Scott's got one coming up, so I'll leave that one to him to, to mention. Oh. Scott, I think Shana makes a really good point there about the, the director of football, and, and that's arguably the more important um and, and colin said it as well uh, we can't keep sacking managers we can't keep sacking coaching staff you know that they're, they're letting the manager bring in six or seven coaches and then you know paying them all off as well and then you've got the players so you know the new manager's going to want new players in january next summer and it's just a continuous cycle and then it's obviously changing the way that we play with the players that we've got um it's just it's just a mess really and a director of football I can't believe that, that one wasn't brought in after Ross Wilson. Um, and obviously, you know, news coming out is the board um, building and want that. But Bill got the keys and got everything he wanted and, and look where we are now. Um, so this needs to be sorted. Um, it looks like, you know, the manager will come in first now, but, but a director of football. And, and Paul Mitchell, as Shona said there, um, I'm pretty sure that he's he's at the moment heavily heavily linked with Man United, so I I I'll be very surprised if we can we can we can get him in. I hope we can, but but and I'm pretty sure he actually sacked did he not sack Clement at Monaco as well? So that could be a, an interesting one. Uh, it could be. Um, it's all open for debate, really, isn't it? Um, as I just stuck in the chat here, John Eustace is now 72. He's third favourite for a job. He's come out of nowhere. Um, if any Rangers board are watching us, that's going to get a worse reaction than fucking Frank Lampard. So do not do it. Do not do it. Save yourself a couple of protests and that, lads. Just looking, just quit while you're ahead on that, Ian, man. Um, probably need to agree with Shona on it. Um, Clement's probably, after listening to Shona, Clement's probably favourite for a job. In terms, obviously, he's got a link uh, Mitchell and stuff as well. Um, I'm uh, vaguely aware of some of Mitchell's stuff for down south. Obviously, he done a good job. It was Clement in charge when he, he kind of club Rouge in the Champions League every year. I think he signed Jack Henry and stuff like that as well, didn't he? Is that, is that right? Is that what I'm thinking? I don't so know. He, yeah. he got him in the Champions League, definitely. I think, I think they won the group stages for two or three years in the throat. Um, 
Aye, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. If it is going to be Clement, um, I'd probably still rather Muscat just because he's still a play. I really, I really enjoy watching that Fipper. And I think Tell Muscat the truth, it's because you've put a bet on Muscat to fucking come in into. That's <laughs> the only reason you're buying this job. No, no, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, Colin, I think I would, uh, I'd like Muscat to come in just for the simple factor he's still a play. And I think because we've not got any pace, he'll give youth a try. I think it's. I think it's the job's ready made for him, to be brutally honest with you. I get what Jonah's saying in terms of uh, not having a pace and stuff on the side, but um, he'd find it. He'd find it. He'd get it for somewhere. He'd just put young boys out because they would need it. And we would get results. We would get results because of the style of play. I think it would be a really, really good move. Um, but if it's come on, I'm not going to complain either. Um, so hopefully it's, it's either of the two. It can't be John Eustace, man. It just can't. No, I, think, I think the useless ones come because uh, the rumours are that Rooney has left um, DC United in America and he's going to take the Birmingham job. So um, I think they've got new owners that are looking to go a, a different way. And it would, would actually be harsh on useless to lose to lose his job there. He's done quite well, but if he gets if he gets our job, you're absolutely right, Scott. There should be absolute uproar, but I, I don't think he will. Um, another you know name I'm seeing the comments there is is, is Janssen as well. He's one that I put in the group chat last week. Um, but the experience, I, I get it, but I do really like his recruitment against uh, uh, AZ. Um, I think the players he signed there and then what he sold them on for, and obviously, but to get you know, AZ third, you know, in Europe, they you know, they were beat West by West Ham last year, but I was really impressed with them home and away. And they said budget way smaller than ours, so they're things that we, we should be looking at. A manager needs, you know, that that's one, one thing that I think experience winning things and recruitment. They've got to have an eye for a player because the last few managers and, and director of footballs it, it hasn't hasn't been good enough. Colin, when I know the rumours are saying you know we that, that, you know tomorrow has said I don't see that happening, but when you know it's, it's, it's easy question to answer, but it needs you know we need this done uh, this week for me. Um, they can't rush it. I think that's important as well, but. But at least he needs a you know the manager's going to need a week at least for the players before we we go away to Hibs. Aye, um, it, it's a hard one. In one hand, arm like we can't rush us. We need to get to right. But in the other hand, like we need somebody in other than Steve Davis, and that's not playing Steve Davis. He's just not ready to be the, the Rangers manager. Um, I love the guy with all my heart, but it'd be interesting to like put it back to the phase. Um, I probably am in the minority here. If they said somebody like Knutson will come in after. The 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 Leeds finished or Muscat was comes in. I think Muscat's got seven games left or whatever after the Leeds done. I think I would give I, I I think I'd be on board with that. It's not an ideal scenario, but it's probably better than getting the wrong person in the now. Um you said it there, Mason, it has to be right and every chance the right person to take Rangers forward. Is in a job. If he's no, he's probably not the right person. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what what the rest is think about that. Shona, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think the the Anson one. He's still got two years left on his contract, so I doubt we'd actually be able to afford to pay his contract out. For Knutson, look, I don't know. I, I, he's only done. It's only been in Scandinavia, hasn't he? He's not really been out of the box since then, and you haven't really heard many clubs apart from obviously Rangers and them across the other side that they've been linked with them, have they? So look, I'm not too sure about that. Muscat waiting on him. Look, guys, I think if you if you're if you're Kevin Muscat and you know what it is to be at Rangers and he's played there as a defender back in his days and this is his, his dream job, you would leave immediately. I'm sorry, but I, I, you would leave immediately. I'm not a fan of these people. I can understand what Colin's saying there. Look if it wants to take we, we want to take our time over it, but we want him in, in the building. Why should we have to then wait on him when he when he's finishing his league? If he wants this job he comes to Glasgow Rangers, so like for me, that's 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 not in the question. Um, I'd rather have somebody that wants to come into this football club right now, right out now, and fix it because we've got two weeks within the the international break. Don't think there'll be many Rangers players going away during that international break. Well, I would I would, I would imagine so. We've got most of them are sitting on the, the the injury bench at the moment, the injury table at the moment. So that's a bit of a concern. So hopefully we can get the right guys back. I think the lovelies injury looks like it's going to be a mat. Like I've heard that's worse than a hamstring injury, so I don't know what's going to happen to him. So. Look, I think uh, we need to get these guys back fit, especially the guys like Cantwell, people like the guys up, up front, Paul Lawrence, Danilo, I would expect him to be back. 
And then there's obviously more fight for places up front. But like for me, I'm not so keen on waiting on a manager. That's just my opinion. I just think that if you want to come to Glasgow Rangers, you come when, when we tell you to, not the other way around. I'm with you, Shona, there, 110%. I, I, I said the same. And look, these are not managers that are coming from no disrespect. Um, big, you know, clubs that are in the Champions League and, 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 and you know, club sizes ours. No offence to, to Japanese football, but it, Muscat wants to wait to win a title there. And not for me, and the same as Knutson uh, in, in Norway. Um, I, I think the, the job for him last year, I, I was sort of looking at it, it's quite impressive again with his recruitment and that market, and I've said it on here many a time, that is a market that we just need to get into because there's players that, that are going for, you know, to, to, to good clubs and making good money. You see Brentford have used it really, really well, and you know you can pick players up for peanuts, but if he's not willing to leave Bodo Glimp to, to be the Rangers manager, straight away then i would throw it back and say he's the not you know he's not the right man for us scott what's your thoughts on on waiting for the the right man um i don't think <laughs> see when i seen the quotes on twitter yesterday i thought like so where's it came from where's the footage where's the footage i'm actually saying it um because stevie clifford says on rangers review was it last week after we sackfield that not soon would walk to glasgow so there's, there's got to be something in it. Like, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, in terms of waiting, we can't wait. We can't wait. Not if we've got any hopes of winning this league. Um, we need somebody in kind of pronto. I think Nutson's already refused the Ajax job at the beginning of the season, so I don't think we're going to get him. I don't think he's going to come. It's not a realistic target. I think now what you're looking at is Clement coming in or... If the rumours are all through, it's going to be nuts, and I hope that's just somebody putting on a flurry of bets for a laugh, to be honest. Um, but no, we can't wait. We can't wait. If the board has got it done tonight to have it announced tomorrow, then fair play if it's the correct man. If it's the right man. If it's come on, then fine. Good going. I'll give them their dues. Um, but we can't afford to wait until the Norwegian League's finished. I mean, we're glad to get Rangers come on. We don't wait on anybody. The club's there, I mean, players leave and managers move on, the club's still there, but nobody's bigger than the club. Nobody should have a cheat to be able to say, no, you're going to wait, wait on me for six weeks. It just, it just shouldn't be happening. If big company, if we did have to wait to get the right man, we, we shouldn't be doing it, but if it meant that we got two or three years of longevity, then I would probably go for it. Um, but I, it's, I'm hoping and praying that it's come on. Because I he's John Eustace rumors have kept me fucking creating in my boots. <laughs> the, the, the problem is as well, Colin, um, with, with that, these players we've seen, as you said earlier, down tools under previous managers. If we get to another situation like we did all them years ago, and sorry to bring it back up on the Grand Murty where he goes, right? He's getting the job to the end of the season because there's someone we want that we can't get right now, but we're gonna get him in the summer. Um these players, that worries me with this group because they, I know for a fact they'd go, right, we're here to the end of the season. We're going to play every week, no matter what, because our mate's in charge. So I think that is another big reason why a manager needs to come in um, pretty pretty quickly. True, true. And I, I've made this point in our group chat the, the other day about part of the biggest issue I've got right now, and you've mentioned it time and time again, is the director of football and the the long-term continuity at the club. So we've, like, no disrespect to Steve Davis. Again, absolute Steve Davis fanboy. He's just a player we are helping, an ex-player we are helping back from injury, who's at one point said he would like to coach. He's now the interim manager. Alec Gray is... Spout shite with Hugh Kevens, um, two two nights in the seven on Super Scoreboard because he used to play with. He's got the job. Steve Smith, fair enough. He's in the coaching setup. When we have so many coaches in our football department, we've had David McCallum and the running the B team for years. Why are we not working towards uh you know, why are we not working towards a progression for the coaches as well? Know that the B team coach eventually becomes the first team manager, but when shit hits the fan, we've got somebody capable enough to go in for two to six weeks. If 
you know, why are we not using David McCallum? If it's because he's not good enough, well, if he's not good enough to babysit until another manager comes in, I don't really want him creating a pathway for the B team. So, and again, I really like David McCallum. I was at the B team game yesterday, he speaks so well, but if he's not the man to do that, if we don't have faith in him, then we need to look for better, more progressive coaches who can come in and do that. Like, we talk about the pathway for players for the B team and before that under 12s right through to the B team to the first team we need to do that for managers as well because we do need continuity um, and that's how we found ourselves in where we've just put okay who's willing to take the job who is willing to take it and Stephen Davis has just been there and willing and available and that is the issue that's going to happen like he's untested I'm not saying he'll definitely like car crash it but the the risks outweigh the reward with somebody like Stephen Davis until the end of the season we've seen that with Graham Murray yeah that, that's a really good point and, and we spoke Shona we'll, we'll just and Scott we'll, we'll finish on that one then um Colin's absolutely spot on David McCallum was was he was given the the reins uh for that again sorry to bring it up that semi-final defeat uh just before Gio um come in the door and it was a it was a disaster um, but but you know again that's a problem with the you know the whole coaching system at the, at the club is there's clearly coaches there that are in the B team or in the background um, but just not good enough to really go in and, and make an impact and then again I, I, I would question why why are they in charge of the, you know why are they in charge of the B team if they're not trusted to, to 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 coach the first team and make the first team better then then why are they there and, and something needs to put in place so. You know, if we do get a new manager in and he does really well and the Premier League club comes and he wants to go there, we're not in this position because it could go two ways. He does really well and goes or, you know, he has a, it's a disaster and he gets sacked and we're just going in circles either way. Chris Boyd make a really good point today and we should always be looking. Yeah, I think there's just been far too many changes in our club with all these different coaches and different setups with the, with the likes of uh, obviously the kit man as well. Do you know what I mean? With him in moving away and then we've obviously got somebody that's left obviously the women's team we've got a new women's manager i just think there's been far too many changes this this summer we need to get some continuity in this place and what we need to do is we need to get these coaches somehow within the first team i think that should be the progression at the end of the day you don't come into this football club wanting to become a, a b coach all your life you want to take that next step forward and i think that should be everybody's everybody's every coach's ambition is to do that I think Stephen Davis already started taking his co coaching badges, so I'm hoping that this what what you'll see from now because we've had all the different changes in the coaching structure. Hopefully now we can get a manager in that's going to give us that continuity going forward, something that's going to give us that stability. But also want somebody that's maybe like a Rangers guy or a Rangers coach that's within in the setup just now to be able to go into his his coaching staff. I think we're too bothered about bringing in these managers with their own coaching staff. I think it's time we need to put our stamp down and say to ourselves, no. Actually, if you're going to come in here, like so maybe Stephen Davis, and maybe he's not ready for the job, but maybe you could get him in there as your first team coach or your, your assistant manager, somebody like that. I've always been saying this. I've been crying out for more Rangers kind of type or people that have been in within our club for a long, long time to take that further step forward. And I just think there's been far too many changes from top to bottom within our structure of our football club. And we really need to get back to, to where we belong. And um, hopefully this is obviously going to be the start of it. I really do think, though, that the board will be under immense amount of pressure if they don't bring in a direct football in the next couple of weeks because for me if you want to start rebuilding it we do it all at the one time we get this over and done with and we start rebuilding from now and that's from the top right down to the bottom and also as well i want the board to come out and have a bit more they kept on saying at the very start i'm sure we'll go into this in another pod they said at the start of the season they wanted to engage with the fans they need to do that over the last couple of weeks we've heard absolutely fuck all from them and i'm sorry but it's just not good enough and this is what we're saying we need that we need we need that structure we need that stability and that's what I think we need. We need it from the top all the way down to the bottom. Spot on, Shona. Scott, just to finish it off there, what, what's your thoughts on, on that as well? Um, well, the guy's already come in. If Steve Davis is obviously still going to want to kick a ball, so I can't see him being why the why the coaches on the new coaching team. I don't think he's ready to retire yet. He would have come out and says he after he get injured. Um, I think Alex Ray, I'm going to get pelters for suggesting it, but if you look at his record, right, he's Fine, he's been sacked for most of his jobs. He's been assistant manager to Paul Lince, various clubs, high levels. He's managed an ASPFL with Dundee, things like that. He's got the experience required. It's not as if he's coming in as the number one guy. He's coming in as a coach to instill some standards and keep some belief. I'll get Jimmy Nickel back. 
if Jimmy Nichols still kicking about, get him back in and about the club again. Um, if that's if we're going down the Rangers man, the the Rangers man route. Um, I think we've already got in the dugout, and I've, I've, I would I would stick my money on Alex Ray to stay, to stay in helping new manager on kind of knowledge on the league and things like that. Um, which I would quite like to see. I would quite like to see a couple of young Scottish coaches in there. Uh, me and my dad were talking about it all night. We've not even there's not even any Scottish managers to call upon anymore. But see if you get back to the time of Big Eck and you had it's pretty Scotland were shite growing up playing football. But managing teams with loads and loads of good managers, we've got none now. We've got absolutely none to, to go on. So uh, I just seen Kevin Thompson there. He should he could come in now. He could definitely come in and do a turn. Just somebody like that that's got a fair idea of the game. Or somebody that's going to be all about standards and can ruffle a few feathers in the changing room. You seen Alec Rainey Duggar today, he was kind of gritting his teeth a couple of times when he seen uh, certain things happening on the pitch. And there's no doubt the guy's not going to be backwards and coming forwards with any of these players. And you need a wee bit of, you need a wee bit of discipline in it, uh, on, on, uh, in the next backroom stuff. So I'll finish on that note. That's up, man. I absolutely agree there. Um, and that's good, uh, good hour there. Um, I'm sure if we do get any any managerial news this week, I'm sure we'll we'll get a pod uh, sorted for that whilst it is international break. But that's all left to do. Is, is thank tonight's guest, Colin. Thanks for tonight, mate. As always, always a pleasure coming on. Um, thanks for everybody listening, as always. What's up, man? Thanks, Rona. Thanks for tonight. Yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, and now I'm looking forward to, well, not really looking forward to, I don't like international football, but just looking forward to a wee break now. Yeah, it's, it's what these international breaks do to us. I feel like every time the last two years I've said, I can't wait for this break. Once we, we will get one where we don't actually look forward to it. Uh, and Scott, thanks for tonight. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and contributing your comments. Maybe the smash a like button. Yeah, make sure you do, and, and we'll be back um, Thursday to hopefully uh, talk about a new manager. But as always, take care. <laughs>